0: Andrew Schloss, the former president of the International Association of Culinary Professionals, is the author of numerous cookbooks. And he's known by his students and readers for his ability to explain the technical aspects of cooking in understandable terms. And his new book is called Fire It Up, More Than 400 Recipes for Grilling Everything. And he's joining us today on Amy's Table. Hi, Andy. How are you?
1: I'm great, Amy. How are you doing?
0: Good. So, wow, what a compendium, this 400 recipes. And I've spent some time with the book. You've got a lot of terrific information in there.
1: It's chock full. We say it's uh, cheaper per pound than sirloin.
0: (laughs) That's right. Well, you talk about how to grill sirloin and lots more in it. But what I think is so important, you can tell you're a teacher and you can tell you've written curriculum because chapter one, you start with an overview of all the methods and equipment Equipment that we need to know, and it's it's really in-depth. But obviously we can't go through the entire chapter right now, but what do you think is one grilling method that everybody listening has to know and then follow it up with one that you think might broaden everybody's horizons?
1: Um, I would say the, the uh, technique that everybody uses all the time is called direct grilling, which basically means that you build a fire bed and then put food on it. But the one that people don't use enough, and it's actually very easy to use, is indirect grilling, where you set your grill up and you, either if it's a gas grill, you turn one or two burners on and leave one or two burners off. If it's a charcoal grill, you would build the fire on one side of the pit on the, on the uh, of the grill grate. And then you can brown food on one side and move it over to the lower side to finish cooking. And it's a much more versatile technique. Uh, that's a pretty regular one. A wild one would be um, grilling on a salt block. There, You can now buy blocks of Himalayan salt that are 600 million years old. You put them on right over the fire. They'll heat up to about 650 degrees, and you grill food right on them. There. They 're amazing because they they season the food and they also dehydrate the surface and give you an amazing, thin, tinny little crust.
0: You know I have one of those, Andy, and it is so. Cool. It is so cool. Your only risk with that is dropping it and breaking it. Other than that, I mean, it's been around for millions of years. It's not going to fall apart on you. I think they're very cool. Well, of course, grilling and especially grilling on a salt block adds flavor to just about everything that we are cooking. But what are some ways that we can add even more flavor? I know you talk in the book about some marinades and rubs and sauces. What are some of your favorite ways, especially in summer, to add more flavor, build up the flavor?
1: Yeah, David Joachim and I, my co-author, really believe in rubs. The whole second chapter is devoted to rubs and marinades and sauces and uh, brines. We have about 160 recipes just for those things. Uh, The reason we like rubs is because a rub is a seasoning paste that goes directly on the surface of the food, where if you were marinating, you would take that same seasoning mixture and dissolve it in Uh, oil and vinegar. And if you were doing a brine, you would dissolve it in salt and water. But if you rub it right on the food, you're getting the most powerful flavor and you're getting it right on the surface where it hits your palate first.
0: Oh, wow. So do some people occasionally put it on maybe too thickly? That's my only complaint sometimes with someone who gets a little heavy handed with a rub.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you should think of a rub as a seasoning as opposed to a breading. Right. Um, You're not trying to actually coat it with the rub. There are some very coarse rubs uh, that you can put on, say, very hardy meats like steak or duck breast or lamb, and it will hold up to a considerable amount of rub. But the thing about a coarse rub is you're not actually getting as much seasoning per square inch because the pieces of seasoning are bigger, so that when a rub is f- finely ground, you should use it more like salt and pepper, where you're just seasoning with it, where if a rub is very coarse, you can load it up a little bit more.
0: That makes sense. Well, you know, one of the other things that everybody's grilling all summer, partly because it's easy, partly because it's economical, is chicken. And I was thrilled to find in your book the directions for spatchcocking chicken. And we actually do it that way at home. I love your description. Can you share a little bit about that uh, with us?
1: Yes, batch cocking simply means to butterfly a chicken, which basically means to remove the backbone, which you can do just with a uh, poultry shear, just snip it out, and then you lay the chicken out flat. And what that allows you to do is grill a whole chicken more like you would grill a steak, where if you had the chicken... Um, in its entirety, it would take a long time for heat to pass through it, and it would tend to burn before it cooked through if you were using direct grilling. You would have to use an indirect grilling method for that. But by spatchcocking it, by butterflying it out, you can cook it over direct heat. It'll cook in about half the time, so a spatchcocked whole chicken will take about 30 minutes to cook, and you just cook it on one side. We usually do the skin side first Mm and brown it just till it's right and then turn it over onto the bone side and cook it the rest of the way through. If the bone side gets a little more done, it doesn't really matter because nobody eats those bones.
0: But it's really delicious and and looks great and is just fun to do. Occasionally we do it under bricks too, which is kind of fun, but it's an interesting technique.
1: The brick will even speed it up more because it evens it out. And Actually, we talked about saw blocks. Mm -hmm. You can use a saw block as your brick.
0: Oh, oh! what a good idea.
1: That's so, really cool because it, it will dry out the surface a little bit and it gives you an amazing crust on the skin.
0: Oh, I am so going to try that when I get home. That, that's a great idea. Well, of course, corn is big on the grill and sometimes you'll hear people take something as simple as corn and make it just difficult to cook. And, and do you have any thoughts about just a straightforward way to do corn on the grill this summer?
1: We do nothing to corn when we grill it. I like that. What Dave and I do is we take the whole kernel of corn in the husk with the silks, just like you buy it, put it right on the fire, and cook it until the husk chars. What will happen is that the moisture inside the husk is going to steam the corn. So the corn is going to steam inside the husk. The silks will plump a bit, and they will stick to the husk. So when you... Get it all charred all the way around. The husk will be blackened all the way around. Let it cool a little bit so it's cool enough to handle. And then just peel the husk down. The silks will come off with the husk, and the corn will be perfectly steamed inside.
0: See, there you go. Perfect. You don't have to soak it in buckets. You don't have to no, peel it back. That, that actually does nothing. Yeah, It just I,
1: keeps the husk from charring. And we like the husk to char a little bit because it gives you a little smoky flavor.
0: Yeah, and it kind of looks good, too. I'm just going to say it. I think it looks sort of, of attractive. Well, you know, the, so you can grill vegetables, you can grill chicken, fish. There's all these different techniques. But here's something that really piqued my interest from your book, and it's grilled fruit marinated watermelon steak with pink peppercorn rub. I Absolutely love the sound awesome
1: of this. Recipe. That was, that's a great thing. When you grill watermelon, what we we have done with grilling watermelon is we brown it over direct heat and then move it over indirect heat and let it cook for about 40 minutes. And what will happen is as it's cooking, just with the lid down, there's just gentle heat all around the watermelon. The water will start to evaporate out of the melon. Watermelon is about 90% water. Mm -hmm. When you do it in this method, you're going to lose about 30% of that water. What that means is the watermelon flavor is going to concentrate. So grilled watermelon tastes watermelonier. <laughs> and it also um, will because the water is going out, it concentrates the texture. So it gets to be sort of the texture of tuna of wow. like, fleshy. Um it completely transforms what watermelon is about. Because watermelon is is as much about like sort of refreshment, it's as much about beverage as it is about fruit. Yeah. Where when it's raw. But when you grill it in this way, it becomes downright meaty. It, it completely changes character.
0: Well, you know, grilling is something we do all summer long, and, and if you're out at your grill this summer, you really owe it to yourself. I'm holding this book up. I need two hands. It's called Fire It Up! More Than 400 Recipes for Grilling Everything by Andrew Schloss, and it's just a beautiful book with lots of information. You can hear us talking to and- Andrew today. You know he's teaching you some good stuff. Andy, thank you so much for this today. I'm going to run home and grill some watermelon, and I'm going to spatchcock the chicken with the salt on top, and I'm just totally inspired.
1: Just go for it.
0: Thank you. Hey, Andy, is there a website we can send people for more information about you? Uh,
1: about me? There's a whole section of the website that's on Chronicle Books, chroniclebooks.com.
0: Perfect. And I'll put all that information on amystable.com as well. Thank you so much for great information.
1: Sure. Great talking to you, Amy. Stick around for another
0: helping from Amy's Table on Q102. q Hi, it's Kristen. Did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them? There's a lot of things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shift to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit Shipt.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash holiday.